Welcome to this God-inspired message from Shofar Christian Church. Enjoy today's message. May you experience the presence of our Father and may you grow deeper in your relationship with Him. before you you know we, every one of us each one is at and we humbly come and we say here we are here I am God you know my heart and we invite you again to come we invite you Lord not only in the parts that are comfortable but we feel are acceptable we invite you in as King of glory in every part, Lord. We invite you in as healer. We invite you as Savior. We invite you, Lord, as Deliverer. King of kings. Thank you, Lord. And we ask let your kingdom come, Lord, even if it's, in, if it's uncomfortable, Lord, even if it's going to be tough, Lord, even if it's going to be painful, Lord, we ask that you would come into every part of who we are and you would reign in glory. In Jesus' name. And we ask, Lord, we thank you that your word promises that you, Lord, are the one that is faithful to finish the good work, Lord, that you have started. And we ask that you would stir in our heart that urgency to position ourselves, even with the practical things we just heard, to position ourselves in a place where we can recognize where you still need to come and heal and save and deliver to the uttermost, Lord. That we would open our hearts daily, Lord, that you would daily invite you in and daily engage with that process, Lord, and daily engage with you as healer and savior and deliverer, so that truly your kingdom may come, not only in our lives, but through our lives, God, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Thanks so much to the team. Um, What a privilege to spend this time in His presence. Amen. I feel I can just say Amen, and we can <laughs> pray for people. That's just God is really working in us. Amen. But um, I want to really encourage you. When, when the Lord convicts us of something, don't delay. Amen. And when He lays something in your heart. Even the practical things. Thanks so much. <laughs> um, even specifically the practical things that we would, uh, it won't be just um, something that comes in and goes on the other side, but that it would be a matter of this is a, a to do item. Um, and a, an urgent one that one would 
make it make it a point of action. Amen. Um, and that's why we encourage us as a congregation, we encourage one another to respond to the word. That's why we have normally at the end we have ex- opportunity to respond to what God is saying. Because this is God very rarely speaks in suggestions. I don't know, if you're a parent, you probably know that frustration. Uh, when Emily was about two, she, I was so proud of her because she was so polite. She's still very polite. She says, thank you so much. She says, please, a lot. And, but then there was some point where she kind of didn't understand it so well. So when I, when I gave her very clear instructions, she just says, no, thank you, Daddy. <laughs> so I'm like... Actually, I don't think you got this now, but anyway. So let's not treat God like that, amen? Great, so it's a blessing to be back. We we were on a short and sweet and intense outreach last weekend. Uh, it was really great. Thanks so much to all who prayed and who joined and who uh, um, took part in some way. You're still welcome to contribute if you feel led to do so into the missions account. The fuel just for that weekend is a staggering number, but hallelujah, the fuel cost. Um, the problem is those roads do not allow... You know, lighter on fuel vehicles normally are smaller and and with small wheels and small suspension and everything is light. So that doesn't really gel with the kind of terrain that we (laughs) have to drive on there. But in any case, it was such a blessing to see God's faithfulness uh, over the weekend. Um, I haven't even shared with the team yet, but I got a message um, from one of the pastors. it's a pastor summit where we go. So it's a, it's a whole network of pastors up on the border of Botswana. And uh, we've built relationship with them over the years. And a few times a year we go, we send a team there to serve the pastors there. And we take with us one or two um, uh, speakers that can go and minister and encourage them. And uh, But it's such a blessing just to impart and encourage people that are... Um, so used to just giving and laying down their lives, and, and most of them have a, to have a day job as well. So uh, really tough circumstances. And, uh, and there's one pastor, here's a, here's a way of going there with, a, with the darkest, right? So he, it's, this has happened a few times, I would say at least three times, that he arrives there with people that, he's, that he keeps with him as far as possible, for a, a, as, as often, you know, as regularly as possible, he takes them with him because he's discipling them, and he says they're still in a, in a sensitive stage, a stage where they maybe they've come from addiction or they've come from something, and they're now following Christ, but they 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 need a lot of input. And it's amazing how he's just so committed to this process that he just drags them with him wherever he goes. So and it's happened at least three times that he brought with him. People that have been in witchcraft um, and some worse and gormas before, and had now been born again and filled with the Spirit of God, and 
then once or twice, then they bring all the old paraphernalia with them, and then we have a big bonfire and, and burn all that stuff. And this time, once again, <laughs> there was this guy who was in witchcraft, and then he shared with me later, I, I, he was in, up for prayer with, in one of the sessions, and I laid hands on him, prayed for him, and then he shared later, he shared with the pastor that he had a dream where he was walking with his Sangoma friends, and then he, he, he managed, he, he got lost, and he... He saw himself in the dream no longer with the group, but on a different path. So at that point, he thought he got lost, but we know <laughs> he got found. Amen. Hallelujah. But so then, and then in this dream, he, he saw he's now, longer, he's now on a different path. And then he saw a house. And then, and then I came out of the house. So he, he recognized me when I met him there at the, when I was praying for him. And then he got a huge fright because something in, the, in his state at that point wasn't so pleased with, I don't know, because I don't know what that part means. Maybe he got a fright but with the Holy Spirit. Uh, but then he was so happy when he met me at the summit. But then the, 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 <clears throat> the result, or the, what the pastor was sharing with me, says he, he says to his wife, these shofar guys, their prayers are very powerful. Because a big part of what we are doing over the weekend is that Throughout the whole weekend, there's a, there's a prayer room. And throughout the whole weekend, the intercession is happening all the time. There's at least a few people there interceding for whatever's going on. And he was just thanking us for our commitment to pray. And obviously, he knows that the prayer isn't so much in, the power is not so much in the prayer as it is in the God that we are praying to. Amen. But he was thanking us for our commitment to pray. So I just want to also extend those that thanks to you who have prayed from this side. And uh, we, many lives were touched and uh, many pastors encouraged. And uh, we, you know, the kingdom of God was, is coming in that area. Hallelujah. Um, okay. Um, I want to be brief because I want us to spend a bit of time at the end to pray. So let's see how it goes. Amen. Um, this, is, this is a beautiful area. Can you re recognize it? Christoph? <laughs> it's a Sony Pass. Um, I haven't been there many times, but I've, both times it was quite an adventure. So the, the one time was the, I, was, I wasn't much of a biker. I'm not much of a biker. But the first time I had a motor, motorbike. Yeah, motorbike. So the first time I went off-road on a motorbike was there. So before that, I had not really, I've just done tar. So just a tip from my point of view, this is not a good place to start if you want to go off-road. It's a trick, and I was going up. The other thing is that it's, this has got nothing to do with the sermon anyway, but it's, um, um, it's, a, it's a 4 by 4 route. But the other time I was on it was not in a 4 by 4 but... Uh, it was a very capable vehicle. Christoph's uh, at the bottom. Too much, a great surprise of all the locals who didn't expect us to come down there in a car like that. But that was also a great adventure. But I, I, I chose this photo because sometimes it's, you know, if, if you've come up the pass, it's so cool to look back and to see um, the, the, the ground that you've covered. And at the end of this year, it's so important for us to take time because, because our calendars work like this. God's seasons don't work according to our calendars, but 
because in this time of year, often most of us, I hope, will have time to rest and have time to reflect. This is a good time of the year to, re-look, to reflect and to look back um, and reflect on God's faithfulness. Amen. Uh, I just want to pray for the word as we get into it. Hallelujah, God. You're so good. And we thank you, Lord, that you're already ministering in our hearts so powerfully, Lord. And we just commit this time and the word to you, Holy Spirit. And we ask that you would be our teacher right now. That you lead us in your truth, Lord, for your glory, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so let me read here. Um, so, yeah, as we reflect back on the year, I just want to agree with the psalmist here in uh, Psalm 100. And three, it says, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquity, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit, who crowns you with steadfast love and mercy, who satisfies you with good so that your youth is renewed like the eagles, and it continues. And um, I, I, I find it such a, a great reflection because it's saying it might have been a tough year for some of us. It might have been a difficult year on some levels. But it's so important that we reflect and we, we actually, can you see, he's telling his soul. So maybe he's tired or maybe he's not feeling great, but he's, he's saying to his soul, listen, no matter how you feel... <laughs> What, look what God has done. Don't forget what He has done. Don't forget what, what He has done in this year. Don't forget what He has forgiven. Don't forget what He has healed. Don't forget what He has redeemed um, and, and all the good that He has done in our lives this year. Amen. My uncle passed away just very recently. Uh, so just still processing that. Also the kind of person in my life that I could ask for advice, etc. Um, and then I got the news yesterday that uh, uh, somebody I knew at school, I've uh, kept contact, but somebody in my closet at school very suddenly passed away in an accident just two days ago. Um, so I just again faced with the fleetingness of life, I mean, at the same time, rejoicing with, with the load and serve for new life. Amen. Um, so God is the, the giver of life. That he's also the one that determines the times and the seasons of our lives. And So I just want to look at a couple of practical things as we really reflect back on the year. And I want to encourage you guys. It's because I was saying now, it's, we need to take time for these things. To slow down. Um, and yes, rest is so important, but to rest with a bit of purpose, okay? To rest with a bit of a plan. I find it's amazing because you feel, if you just veg, if you just lie like a bag of potatoes on the, on the couch, we think that's the best kind of rest. But it actually turns out it's not the best kind of rest. <laughs> so rest with a bit of a plan. Uh, hey? Active recovery, I mean... So um, I just want to throw out a few things um, just to think. build those memorials in your family or in your small group or obviously in your own time with God, start there, but then, then write them down or um, make a, 
you know, sometimes it's good to, to have a bit of a, a something to remember what God has done by. So for some it means a diploma on the wall to, to say, you know what, I normally don't put these things on the wall, but I'm putting this up here to remind me of God's faithfulness. Not so that I can boast, but it's saying, Lord, this is what you have done. Something on your shelf or something to remind you of those key memorials of the year of what God has come through, how he has provided, how he's healed. Amen. So take time to, to reflect and to remember and to give thanks. And along with that, to share those testimonies. So whether that means when you meet with family or friends over this time, but to, to make a point of saying, guys, it might have been tough on some levels, but look at what God has done. Okay? And then, um, you know, as we're reflecting back, we're giving thanks, we, we're praising God, uh, we're, looking at, we're looking and we see how far God has brought us. That's so encouraging, especially when, you, when it's been a bit of a steep road this year for you. Maybe it has been tough. But it's so important to look, to reflect, not to look back in terms of um, being bound to the past, but to look back in terms of awe of, well, I, I feel like I've got so far to go, maybe. I feel I've got so far to grow <laughs> in my faith, maybe. But look how far God has brought me already. Look at what He has done. Amen? Are you with me? Okay, so some of you are going to have to take notes for, for, for homework. Amen. There's no amends on that one. All right, we'll get there. All right, so um, give thanks, share the testimonies, build the memorials, and um, hey, I'll take moments to, to reflect on how far God, God has brought us. And then uh, I just want to quote Galatians 6 with 4, which speaks of us, about us, about each one testing his own work. You know, looking soberly at what was entrusted to us and then and kind of soberly testing, so how, how did I do? And I, I, I preach at my kids. Shame. But it's uh, my privilege. Amen. But uh, <laughs> I try to encourage them to not, to compare themselves too much to their peers or to others, but to, to, to measure themselves in terms of where they've come from, in terms of how they've grown. And, and I was so proud of David, because um, Abby is normally the one that's completely overachieving and everything. She still is. But uh, so David's kind of not so much bothered about exams and stuff like that always. He's my middle one. He's 10. Um, but we've been encouraging, you know, as best we could. And I was so happy to hear him. He says, Dad, I improved on all my, my marks. And I was like, so I was impressed with the, with the marks. That was great. But I was impressed that that was his outlook, that he wasn't saying, Ah, oh, that guy, and I, I didn't beat him or something. But he was saying, my marks were here, and now I've, every one of them I've improved. So I was like, hallelujah. God is good. Um, yeah. And um, so, so, but to test soberly. And guys, I know this is not comfortable. But I feel, I, if we, if we, I'll actually read this next scripture because if we get the heart of God behind this, and I can really relate 
as a dad, I can really relate. Because I, I don't really care if, if, if my kids, how they perform in terms of the standards of the school or the academic system, but I do care about them flourishing in everything that God has prepared for them. I do care about that a lot. Can you see the difference? I care about them flourishing in their God-given gifts and talents and, and what God has prepared for them. And I, and I really feel we need to get the heart of God behind His purpose and His plan for us. Not, he's not a slave driver with a whip. He's a, he's a very loving Father that, is, that cares about whether we flourish in what He has prepared for us. And let's read 3 John 2. third letter of John, the second verse. He says, Beloved, I pray <coughs> excuse me, that in every way you may succeed and prosper and be in good health physically just as I know your soul prospers spiritually. <coughs> this is the heart of God. And there's a lot in this short verse. I pray that in every way you may succeed and prosper. That's a wide statement. But I can see a father's heart there. I mean, because I feel the same for my children. I want them to succeed and prosper. And obviously those are loaded words depending on how you measure that. But I want them to succeed and prosper in Every way. I don't want to pick one or two ways. I want them to succeed and prosper in all of the ways. <clears throat> Amen? And then he says, and prosper and, and be in good health physically and, and also that our soul may prosper, that we may be healthy mentally and spiritually. This is the heart of God. So God is not only interested in how, you know, how did you do in your Bible school book report, <laughs> but he's interested in, he's committed and he cares about how we prosper and succeed in a godly way in every way. So the first thing that I want to encourage you to do in this hopefully period of rest that you will have is to, which along with the list that Christi, Christoph mentioned, to make a list, another list, which they actually tie in together quite well. But to, to think about the different areas of your life, um, they actually tie in quite, quite closely. Think about those different areas, the, the, the areas of your life that are most important to you. So we're thinking, in my head, I'm immediately thinking about relationships, including my relationship with God. So that means my faith as well, my relationship with God, relationships in my family, relationships in general. And I'm thinking of uh, health, different kinds of health, mental, spiritual, emotional. I'm thinking of work, right? So if whatever those things, the, the important things are, the ways in which you may succeed and prosper, think of in your life what are those absolutely key ones. So don't go, I don't think, think you should go beyond 10, okay? Try and not make the list too, too large. It's going to be unproductive. And then score yourself. And I know this is sometimes not so lucky, but at least give a sober reflection. Get, make a sober reflection. And then 
in terms of how am I prospering in this area? In other words, how am I prospering in my marriage? Okay? Or to what way am I prospering in my physical health? Or to what way am I prospering in, in the things that really matter? And you know what helps is it's not a it's not a like a situation where you somebody's gonna tick you on the fingers. It's not that at all. It's it's more situation of um I actually want to read this bit here of Romans 12, where we need to make a sober assessment of where we're at, all right? I'm going way too slow. Let's look at Romans quickly. Romans 12. I want to start at verse 3. It says, Therefore, by the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you. But if you ever start reading a scripture, and it starts with four, then then you're like, okay, no, he's, he's continuing your thought. So it's wise to go back a little bit. So I can't back, go back too far. <laughs> but the for or the therefore or the, it's always got something before it. All right? So let's start at verse 2. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable. And think of himself more grace given to me, I say to everyone among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think with sober judgment of yourself, each according to the measure of faith that God has assigned. For as in one body we have many members, and the members do not all have the same function, so we, though many, are one body in Christ, and individually members one of another. Having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, let us use them, if prophecy in proportion to our faith, if service in our serving, the one who teaches in his teaching, the one who exhorts in his exhortation, the one who contributes in generosity, the one who leads with zeal, the one who acts, who does acts of mercy with cheerfulness. So there's a big mouthful here, but that's the concept of the thought. But I want to focus on this part that we would think sober, with sober judgment of ourselves according to the measure of faith that God has assigned to each one. So based, you know, with that in mind, I want to encourage you to go with a sober judgment to look and not to come out of that time with God with a place of condemnation, not at all, because that's not God, that's not the Holy Spirit. The, what the Holy Spirit will do in a context like that is then encourage us to draw near to God and say, Lord, sure. I realize something, I look at this that I deem very important, and I realize I'm not flourishing. And in some areas you might think, I'm actually flourishing okay. Still room for growth, obviously. Always, Abigail, when she gets 98% or something, I say, yeah. No, I'm just kidding, I don't say that. My mom used to say that. (laughs) But, you know, obviously room to grow. But where are those places where you realize, ooh, this is not flourishing at all? Those are the ones that we... I want to say, oh, wow, God, this is important to me. And I want to flourish in this relationship, or I want to flourish in this area. And then, then we're going to take practical steps from there. So just one or two practical things. Now, because that then is going to mean once you've identified some growth areas, then we can look forward, hallelujah, with faith. And like uh, Melissa said, to dream with God uh, for the next season. 
to allow the Holy Spirit to inspire our dreams and, and our planning and our, and our looking forward. Okay, so, um, so in, and I want to obviously, yeah, so the main areas where we can grow in any case in every season is in our physical health, that's an important start, in our mental health, in our, in our spiritual health. And I just want to throw out a few ideas here. Um, when I talk about physical health, you know, we need to care for the temple that God has given us, the temple of the Holy Spirit. Okay? I'm preaching at myself very hard this morning, okay? So please bear with me. So I've been really convicted about these kind of things, and uh, it, it, slowly but surely the action is coming. But once, what has helped is to, to put goals out there, achievable goals, right? Things that, although the goal I had was... Yeah, it was achievable. It was tough. It helps a lot. Okay, so, uh, and if you need to get a partner, right, that really helps a lot. But uh, think practically around. So it doesn't end up being just another New Year's resolution that by week three you're like, oh no, I'm not, I'm not achieving this, this standard that I've set for myself. Start somewhere that's achievable. Get somebody to walk with you. Hallelujah. And then we're gonna see growth. Amen. Especially at my age, you realize, oh, your seems like your body is not working exactly like it did 20 years ago. There's some stuff that do weird things. And they say if you hit your 40s you, and you, you start waking up with strange pains that you cannot identify because it wasn't necessarily connected to any specific physical activity. It's just a weird... Anyway, so maybe you can't relate, but... Uh, I pray that you never get there. Okay, so <clears throat> physical health and emotional health. I, mean, I just want to throw out one or two thoughts. Um, and this often has to do with our mental state and our, ment- our state of mind. How do we, and maybe one or two questions to ask yourself. Am I talking to myself? Because we do that, right? In other words, what's going on in my thoughts? Am I talking to myself in the same way that God speaks to me? So now... That means when God speaks to us in the Scripture and in, through the Holy Spirit, He's a loving Father. He's encouraging and He's exhorting and He's speaking blessing. He's speaking life. Amen? Am I doing that or am I, am I taking the side of the, the devil? Am I being the accuser in my own head? All right, so please look at that. How am I talking to myself? <laughs> in the same way, that the concept there is am I loving myself in the same way that, or the similar angle that God loves myself. I think, obviously, the love of God is something that we aspire to and we grow towards. But are you hearing me? Am I loving myself in that same way? Because that's going to have practical implications. Am I, am I allowing negative thoughts in my head? Because if I do love myself, I'd actually don't, we don't have time for that stuff. It's just going to... Apparently, the guys that study this stuff found that negative thoughts... A negative words, to, you know, takes like five times the amount of energy and, and faith or, you know, emotional energy to deal with than a, than a positive, uh, a building thought or emotion or word. Something to think about. Okay, so what's going on in my mental health and my, in, my, um, in my mind space? And uh, Philippians 4 Actually, it's not on there. Let me just read it for us. It's not on the screen. There's a choice that we have, right, in every uh, situation. Philippians 4, 6 says that 
Be, do not be anxious for anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. So when a negative thought wants to come in, we, can, we have a decision to make. Are we going to turn this into a positive thing of, Lord, I have a desire or I have a prayer in this area. I'm going to bring it to God. Or am I going to allow it to become an accusation or something that just takes me in a, in a negative direction that speaks death over myself, right? So we have a choice to bring this before God um, in thanksgiving and in, in faith, okay? And then just one or two thoughts on creating healthy rhythms in our lives. And again, this is if you're looking forward to the year, this, this is such a powerful tool. And there's actually one on the Shofar online store. There's a free course there, um, it's, which uh, a guy called John Andrews came from, from Ireland, and he came presented it here. And we, they've, put it, they've put it in a format that's quite accessible. It's still, a, it's still a quite a lot to chew on. But it's really powerful. It's called um, creating, wait, wait, let me tell you, tell you what it says, exactly. developing a culture of discipleship. Um, I don't know, the, the, the word, the name there for me isn't 100% accurate, but that's what the name is. So if you want to search for it, search for that. But it, a big part of what he's talking about is creating those healthy rhythms in our life. I suppose it does make sense because it's, it's around the purposes of God, which has got a lot to do with discipleship, okay? But I want to th- quickly throw out some thoughts about those healthy rhythms. So, firstly, a, a 24-hour rhythm. I was so encouraged by some of these concepts recently, and I thought I have to share some of them, although just briefly. So, what is your 24-hour rhythm in terms of time to reflect and time to spend with God and time to slow down? And it doesn't have to be hours and hours and hours, okay, 100%, I get that, but um, those moments where we say, God, thank you for this day. It'll help, it helps to have that at the beginning of the day. Let's say, God, you know, just celebrating the day with the Lord and, and having that time with Him. And then something that encouraged me is to, to take a moment to, to pray about, Lord, how can I add meaning? How can I add meaning? Or you can do it, phrase it differently. How can I add a, an eternal significance Show me one thing, Holy Spirit. How can I add eternal significance to what I'm doing today? Okay? And for me, that might mean that when I have that chat with one of the dads at school, when I drop the kids, if I have three minutes, that instead of just chatting about the weather, that I can chat and, I, and if uh, when the Holy Spirit lays something on my heart, I can say, yeah, can I just quickly pray for you about that thing? Are you with me? Or you have a, or you have a coffee with a, a guy in your small group over lunch or something. The, and then to add something, just that, that one extra thing is to say, instead of just having a great meal and a great chat, let's pray for one another. Let's bring a, dyma- a dynamic in here that's going to make this eternally significant. I mean? Okay. Um, it's a seven-day seven day rhythm that has all got to do around the principle of Sabbath, a rhythm on a seven day, in a seven-day period of, sa- of, of slowing down, of resting. And resting is not only recovering uh, of what's behind, but also preparing for what, what is ahead. I mean, being deliberate, being planning for it, scheduling it in, in your seven-day um, rhythm. And then what, what actually challenged me, which 
which I feel is something that will bless all of us, is to have a rhythm of a three-month a three rhythm as well. And for you know, many of us that maybe have a, a hectic work schedule or you're managing a department or you've got your own business, somewhere where you have to, you're making key decisions, this is so healthy. Um, not only in that, but also maybe in your small group or ministry where you are involved in or uh, in your family life, to, on a three-month basis, which kind of will roughly go also if, you know, the seasons are roughly three, three months, although not always, or everywhere in the world the same, but in terms of weather now, but um, roughly, roughly coincide with seasons. But having that rhythm of, of reflecting and saying, am I on track with God as, what God has shown me? As I was dreaming, you know, about 2024, and now maybe three months in, how am I doing? Because often, you know, we get a big revelation from God. We get a conviction about something. And we're like two or three days praying and writing stuff down. Then life happens. And we get, get bogged down in work and stuff happening. And then two months later, you're like, oh, my goodness, what's that thing that God spoke to me about? It was really important. Right? That's awkward. So, and that really helps us to say, okay, where am I at taking stock of who I am and what, what God has entrusted to me. What are the responsibilities in the, that God has entrusted to me? And including in that, obviously, family and work and ministry and all those things. Taking stock of where I'm at. And, and as we're doing that, I want to encourage you to ask, in which ways am I building something that will remain? In which ways am I working and living and pursuing God's purpose in a way that I'm building, I'm establishing something that's going to remain, that's going to leave a legacy for those coming behind me. And often we think of legacy in weird ways, but most of the legacy that we leave is in people, isn't it? Think about it. A lot, uh, most of the legacy that we are able to leave will be in the form of our own children, people that we have invested into, lives that we have poured ourselves out into, disciples that we have made, hallelujah, amen, people that have, that have started following Christ, that we have walked with, what a privilege, so I want to encourage you, think in those terms, what am I building that is going to last 10, 15, 20, 50 years after I'm dead, <laughs> in what ways can I build that will be in a way that is lasting and that brings glory to God in, in multiple generations, because that's the heart of the Father. He's the Father that, that wants to bless multiple generations through our lives. Amen. His purpose and His plan is always beyond one generation. Okay. How am I doing that? How am I building something that, that is lasting, that is life-giving, and that is kingdom-focused? Amen. We're going to have communion this, this, this morning. So if I can ask some of the guys at the back there to please hand it out, we can, you can stand so long um, as they're handing out the communion. And as we stand, I want to just encourage you to take a moment to reflect and to allow the Holy Spirit just to minister to you in what the Holy Spirit was saying before the service, but also in terms of one or two things that may have the Holy Spirit have kind of pressed on in your heart right now. In terms of um, we reflecting on his faithfulness, but also looking forward 
to this next year. Amen. But most of the, mostly I, would, I want to encourage you to make a commitment in your heart to say, okay, Lord, in this time, maybe I'll have a, a, a couple of days where I can rest, but I want to also take valuable time to reflect, to give thanks, to testify, but also to look forward in a way that brings glory to you. Amen. As we're just preparing for the communion, um, if you have received the elements, you're welcome just to close your eyes for a moment. And uh, if you're still waiting for a bit, we'll get to you soon. so much for your help guys if there's any left let me pull there should be enough left for the ladies and the parents in the parents room as well thank you getting to the team and the parents as well. Thank you. Father, we just thank you for your presence here this morning. We thank you that you've speak, spoken into our hearts, Lord, and you've ministered to each one, Lord. Just before we take this communion, Lord, I thank you. We just want to, as we want to celebrate the cross right now, thank you that you have sent your son Jesus for every soul in this place, every soul on the face of the earth, Lord. Thank you that you've demonstrated your love for each one in such a powerful way that you sent your only son. And that you did that, Lord, because you knew that we, could, we couldn't do it ourselves. We couldn't pay that price. So you paid that price, Lord, on our behalf. You made that sacrifice that we couldn't make. And you demonstrated your love and you bought that freedom for us that we couldn't pay for. Thank you that, Jesus, that you carried our sin and our shame and our every pain, every curse you took upon yourself so that we may have life, Lord. So that we may have relationship with you, God. So that we may know eternal life in relationship with the loving Father God, a King of Kings. Thanks for listening to this message from Shofar Christian Church. We believe that you enjoyed your time with us, establishing God's kingdom and His glory in your life. For more info, call us on 012-362-1363. Email us, pretoria at shofaronline.org. Browse our website, www.shofaronline.org. Or like us on facebook.com forward slash shofarpretoria.